0: The power of sukkahs lies in its relevance. This is the human story, the circumstances of the human condition. Just as B'nai Yisrael and the Midbar, our forefathers in the desert, found succor and protection in Ananiyakov, their sukkahs, clouds of glory, we too find Hashem's protection as we embark on a rugged track, the harrowing journey of life, a journey which can be bruising, the challenges we face, can really hurt. Unlike a good educator who first gives their lesson and only when the students are ready Does the instructor give the test? It seems in life sometimes first comes the test. And only then do we learn the lessons to take with us after the fact. So life is tough, but we are not alone. The sukkah teaches us that we are protected along this journey. The sukkah represents so much more than the physical sheltering from the elements. As evident in the Kapital to Hillen, which we have been saying throughout this period, Le David Hashamori, Ori, Kiitzbinani Basuku, David speaks of Hashem's Suka protecting him from all sorts of threats, be it enemies, Bakrovali Mureim Lachlos Basari, foes, people who look askance at him, as we've developed in previous weeks, internal doubt which David has. David's confidence marred by awareness of his own shortcomings, his doubt if he will in fact receive Olam Habal, Lule Hamanti Leros Or in Chazal's interpretation, Yishi Zuyom Kippur, David is seeking protection from sin. All of those issues, be they external foes or inner demons, David finds protection from them, Kiyitz B'Neni Basuko. So this is sukkus. And particularly this season, the season of tshuva, we feel a sense of confidence. We feel Hashem is our rock. We don't allow ourselves to crumble from the sense of ineptness and lowliness, which we can associate with that vidwe we just said on Yom Kippur. When in our soul searching, we lay bare burdensome personal shortcomings. I would like to develop this idea. Sukkah as a protection from the inner demons, you might say. The burden of hate. First from a rather well-known teaching and then from a lesser-known one. one. The well-known teaching is the teaching of the Vilna Gon based on various Midrashim. Midrashim teach, according to the Gon, that the Sukkah is not so much commemorating the Anani Covid, the clouds of glory which protected the Jewish people on their way out from Mitzrayim, because then the holiday would be celebrated Pesach time when we left Mitzrayim. But rather it is celebrating after Chet HaEgel, after our sin. When, in Yom, when on Yom Kippur, Hashem took us back. And finally, in the days which followed, in the, on the 15th of Tishrei which followed, the Anani Covid came back, Hashem Shechina came back. So look at it this way. When the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, everything seemed beautiful. We had childlike fantasies that there would be no snags in this journey. Lech dech b'amidbar, zacharti lach chesed Mitzrayim is described as a youthful period. All the youthful fantasies. This is going to be great, Jewish people on Hashem. But alas, it does not work that way. It so seldom does. The more powerful message, the message relevant to the sukkah is when we stumble, when we fall, but yet we find Hashem and we find the inner willpower to reconcile with him and to tshuva. It is when the the Ananiya Kavad come back to reflect that, that sukkah commemorates, find Hashem's protection, as Balichuva in your journey back, he protects you from the feeling of ineptness. That's a rather well known teaching. But now I would like to bring to light a beauty hidden in plain sight in the Slichas, which we have been reciting throughout this period, which further underscores this message of the Sukkah as a protection from the burdensomeness of Chayd of Sin. Because the slichas highlight Hashem's revelation to Moshe, when Hashem taught Moshe the Yidgim Gimomidas HaRachamim, the 13 attributes of mercy, the notion that Hashem takes us back even when we fall. And in that context, the Torah says, Hashem appeared to Moshe to teach him these 13 attributes in a cloud. Vayered Hashem hasha Hashem descended in a cloud. Now, this is not uncommon that Hashem reveals himself to a Navi, to a prophet in a cloud. At Harsina, we find the same thing. And certainly the standard or the obvious way of understanding the cloud would be Hashem is mysterious. Human beings can never really understand Hashem. So at a time of intimate revelation, he always remains opaque, he always remains clouded in mystery. But it seems to me that the Slichos understand more to it than that. Because listen to the words, the words which we know so well with a fresh sense of ear. In the beginning of the Slichos, the daily Slichos, in the Kelerah liturgy, it says as follows, U-betzel nechsav nechse v'neslunan. hasha... In the refuge of our wings, let us rest. Let us find shelter amidst the divine wings. Kiyom, like the day about which it says, Vayered Hashem Ba'anon, Hashem descended in the cloud and revealed himself to Moshe, revealed the 13 attributes. Notice how the Baal Slichos here, is deriving the message of protection in the wings, from the appearance to Moshe in the cloud. What is the connection? Where, How therein does the Baal Slicha see in that cloud of revelation to Moshe the concept of refuge and protection? but with the realization that in the culmination of the tshuva process, we have the Anani HaKavad, the sukkah clouds, as a protection from a feeling of ineptness, we understand exactly the Baal intent. He is understanding that cloud that, in which Hashem revealed Himself to Moshe was, so to speak, a foreshadowing of the Anani HaKavad, which would come back. It is a cloud of protection, encompassing sukkah clouds, which we know the Ananiah would become. Hashem was in fact highlighting this to Moshe at the time of revelation of the 13 attributes of mercy. Fundamental to the Yom Kippur revelation is not only do I forgive you, but I am protecting you. I am enveloping you in this cloud. You are safe. You are sound in my divine bosom. You don't need to feel lowly at all. Here we have, in the words of the Baal Slichas, when we interpret them, when we develop them meticulously, as they deserve to be developed, we understand it is so much more than a piece of prose, than a piece of liturgy. It is actually a Torah revelation, a new way, a new midrashic innovation of how to see the the intimate revelation of Hashem to Moshe at the time of the Yom Kippur story, Hashem in the cloud, the God of enveloping protection. And I want to take this further now. I want to take this motif of the cloud and think deeper. What does it evoke? What does it say to us as Balichu? And here I will turn to another appearance of the cloud this season of the year. We all recall on Yom Kippur, the Machsar cites the Psukim which describe our averus, which envision our averus like clouds. Ka'ov the Khanan chatos'acha. Well, the Ramchal, in his Kabbalistic commentary to the Tfilos of Yom Kippur, explains the analogy between sin and cloud. He says, this is because when we do wrong in our shortcomings, we feel cloudy, confused. We feel there is this barrier impeding our vision. There is a fog separating us and Hashem. As we find, Miguel Eicha tells us, Sakosa ba'af. Sakosa ba'anam lach me'avar Your Hashem, your cloud, is this roof as though impeding our tefillahs from penetrating the heavens. Sakosa ba'anam But explains the Ramchal, while initially the cloud is a cloud of sin, of troubling confusion, at the time of kapara. Hashem re-embraces us with clouds because the revelation of Hashem is through clouds. Whether at Matan Torah where Hashem appeared in clouds, and likewise every revelation when Hashem takes us back, explains the Ramchal, Hashem re-embraces us through a cloud. Now here we have the notion of re- redemptive reframing. Taking a previous troubling association, clouds, as in clouds of depression, sin, and now seeing them as clouds of redemption. But what does this really mean? Beyond simply a beautiful poetic device that psukim in our liturgy are turning this cloud imagery on its head from negative to positive, what does this metamorphosis and change really mean? Of clouds of sin, which now become clouds of truth. So I would suggest as follows, in the the first orientation, the ched orientation, the struggles of life, everything which is confusing and confounding in life, seems to be a barrier between us and Hashem, impeding us from Hashem. But in a time of truva, we realize that it is actually in the struggle, in the vicissitudes of life, that we see God, that we see the divine, we see Hashem. Because, as we said before, Hashem always remains a mystery. Hashem is opaque. So, we can only experience Hashem in that which is confusing. When life is most confusing, when the circumstances call for the deepest reservoirs of resilience to get through them, whether difficult relational issues, dealing with difficult people, navigating difficult personal issues, and failures, difficult spiritual issues. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the divine. Hashem is ba'anan. Vayered Hashem ba'anon. Hashem descends in the cloud when life is cloudy. That is where we experience the divine if we only learn to reframe it from a tshuva perspective, as opposed to a hate perspective. All the cloudiness, which seemed to be distance from Hashem, is actually where the divine is found when we only re-embrace it from a tshuva perspective. I would suggest that it is this deeper reframing perspective, which is what the cloud, the Anania covered of Sukkah, is really all about, finding Hashem's protection in the cloud. When we realize Hashem is not protecting me from the difficult circumstances in life, but Hashem is protecting me to the extent that I could find him in the difficult circumstances in life. That living in the whirlwind, I feel protected because I sense Hashem there, right there, I find me tachin in him. How do I know this perspective is true more than merely a flight of sentiment? Well, you might recall when I was quoting the Ramchal before when the Ramchal is speaking of the clouds of sin morphing into clouds of tshuva. Well, he said one of the initial p'sekim of clouds of sin was the Pasukenecha, which said, "Sakosa Hashem, when I sin, you have this cloud which is a sukkah, a hot, impeding my t'vila. What a f- fascinating usage of the word sukkah. Sukkah with all of its evocative associations of protection and succor. here is used in Eicha in a negative context that he feels as though imprisoned in a sukkah. His tefillah cannot impede Hashem. The cloud is not protecting him but the cloud is actually his foggy barrier. Why does the pasuk? use that warm, cuddly expression sukkah in the negative context? The answer is because it is one sukkah all along. What the chote, what all of us in our initial struggle see as the incarcerating sukkah, as the hut, which is our prison, the fogginess of life, the cloudiness of life when Hashem doesn't make sense realize it is a sukkah. Therein we are going to find salvation. It is that cloudiness which is going to become the sukkah of protection. The sakosa ba'ana me'avart filah is gonna become the Ofro shlomecha, the sukkah in which we feel Hashem's protection. So here we have through a string of splendid revelations in the text and the liturgy, from the Haslichas phraseology, when he spoke about finding protection, based on Vayerid Hashem Ba'ana, when Hashem appeared to Moshe in a cloud, therein is the motif of finding protection when you feel loneliness of hate. Or in terms of the work we did studying the psukim and the passages about the clouds of hate which morph into clouds of truva, and how all along they're really a sukkah. Here we have the entire sheer woven together as a cohesive tapestry. And the lesson is Hashem is in the haze, Hashem is in the cloud. Not only is Hashem himself opaque, but we find him in the opaque moments in life, in what might Under others, without lacking this perspective, drag us down, make us confused. Therein we find the divine through the power of Betachem. When life is really, really difficult, it's not smooth. That is the greatest indication something big is going on if I only dig down and find those reservoirs of resilience. I am experiencing the cloudy divine. Only the divine is cloudy. The human world can be very luminous. This is not a human-made issue going on. This is not childhood fantasy. Chesonurayich. No. This is, seems gloomy. This is cloudy because the divine truth is cloudy. I will find him here and do divine things here. That is the most rewarding sukhas perspective of all, finding divine protection Amidst the whirlwind, may we all learn to do that as we face down the very real clouds in life, the haziness, relational haziness, personal haziness, seeming failures and bruising conditions. Therein lies the divine, therein lies divine protection, if we only find it, warmest wishings of Guryanta.